and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. I'm Dave. I'm Chris. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. What's going on? Nothing. I'm happy to be here, happy to be recording Dopey. I look forward to this. You do? I do. We were gonna... I genuinely do. Of course. That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> I had a very busy day, and so did you, and here we are. Late at night in Southampton. Yeah, I saw Dave tonight, and he was um, dapper. He was all dressed up. It was the first time I've ever seen Dave in our relationship dressed up. Really? Yeah. But I wasn't really dressed up. You had a scarf on. Did you have a scarf on? I wear scarves often. I like <laughs> scarves. You had a scarf on, and you had some nice sort of, like, warm jacket. Like it was a, a coat. It was a coat. I was wearing was a like, long coat. Yeah, I was, was wearing like, a button-down shirt. It wasn't like a windbreaker coat. It was like what people wear to plays type of coat. I went to a play. Yeah. In fact, Dopey Nation, the real Dopey Nation, knows Chris and I's interest in The Lion King. And months ago, maybe even a year I ago. Even think, what did you think of it? I thought it was a real goofy thing. I, I really did. I think, um, I think it was fine. It was really long. I just like Mamba or whatever, the soothsayer. The baboon. The baboon. That's my was my favorite part of it. She's great. That was the best. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Um I think it's just goofy to have a play and have cartoon characters in the play. Like the fucking warthog and the meerkat. It's just goofy. Yeah. The whole thing is pretty goofy. Because the Lion King is was like your daughter with you? No, I just went by myself. <laughs> well, I don't know if you just went no, with No, it was my fiance. dad. Yeah. My my fiance asked my dad to buy tickets for us, yeah. which is pretty pushy. And he got one for himself, too. Oh, yeah. He always does. And um, for her birthday. So me, my dad. That's an expensive. Very expensive. Yeah, that's 500 bucks probably or something. No? Maybe more. Yeah. It was very expensive. Were the seats decent? Yeah, they were good seats. So it's more than 500 I fell asleep in the first act. I, I saw a play last week and I fell asleep. And, and my fiance got very angry at me. Which she's prone to do. I needed nicotine. Like, I'm, like, not smoking around them. Yeah. And then an intermission, she's like, Dave, could you get me a Diet Coke? This I'm is like, a huge line. You yeah. can't smoke I'm like, it. certainly. And I run out of the theater <laughs> to the street. I'm, like, looking around for a cigarette. Yeah. It was, like, crazy attic Oh, moment. you had to buy one or bum one? Yeah, because I, I, I'm, like, trying What'd not to do? smoke. Did you give someone a dollar or did you get a Lucy? I'm, I ran across the street. There's no Lucy's around there. There's a chef standing next to a restaurant I was like excuse me can you sell I have a dollar in my hand and I'm dressed all nice because usually I look like a homeless person (laughs) and I'm like can you sell me a cigarette please and he's like I just bought this one for a dollar then I see some woman on the phone I'm smoking I like wave her down I'm like can you sell me one and her daughter's like that's her last one I'm like ah and I'm like (laughs) running around like total fiend I run through the theater and outside on the other side is this nice older lady she's smoking a marlboro light menthol yeah i said can i buy one for a dollar she said you can have one i said great she said where are you from i said here (laughs) where are you from (laughs) she's like tennessee oh so she hasn't been hit up constantly for cigarettes that's why she's also just a sweet tourist lady what's the ratio you would say of like you know i know you always offer the dollar and you usually have it ready to go how often do you say people accept the dollar? Rarely. They always just give it to you. They give it to me just the same way I am. Because, like, I used to, and most of the time, have cigarettes. Yeah. And people come up and they ask me for a cigarette, and I always give it to them. And if they have a dollar, I say, just keep it. I say, just the next time somebody wants one from you, just give it to them. Because it might be me. You say that? Yeah. That's cool. You know, that's what I do. It's fucking expensive now. To the dopey nation that aren't from the New York area, um, what are cigarettes going for now? Depends where you go. But What's the uh, average price? In Manhattan? In Manhattan, average Dude, price. It's, the, cheapest, Easy with the cheapest pack of cigarettes in Manhattan is $13. The cheapest one in Manhattan. Wow. Oh, unless you buy them in Chinatown, in which case they're 8 Or like in a bootleg bodega, they're 8 bucks. But aren't they old sometimes? Sometimes, and sometimes they're from the Dominican Republic, and sometimes they're from someplace else. You don't know where the cigarettes are going to be from, and um, that's like a whole business in New York, like black market cigarettes. It's yeah, people who get rich, and that's all they do, right? Well, I I don't know anybody who's cornered the market on black market cigarettes, but I assume you don't have a stamp guy. No, but I know that my old spot 
that had the paraplegic in it. Yeah. I told you that story. Yeah. I think I told it on Dopey. That might have been on a lost tape. You told it on Dopey, yeah. That was a lost tape. Tell the story. But it's not much of a story. Just where I used to live, there was a spot. There were two spots. And I would go in there and I thought I have to do it. And I, I was also using it at the time. Oh. I thought I would have to do a secret knock yeah. to get the cheap cigarettes. And uh, I didn't. Why did you think that? Because I'm dumb. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it was my thought. Yeah. And they, this Chinese place had. Like, I, like I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> I am cool. Yeah. Can I have some cigarettes now? Yeah. For $6. Yeah. The Chinese place would do. The really shitty cigarettes for $2 a pack. I think those were Chinese Marlboros. Yeah. Then they did, like, some kind of Dominican pack for 6 And then, like, I don't know. Then the other spot, there was a guy who ran this spot. And he was, like, drug addict, alcoholic fucking guy. And, uh, and he used to work behind the counter. But he was always, like, shit-faced, wasted, just kaput, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he stopped working there. And then after that... He was always just sitting outside of the store in a wheelchair. They had cut off one of his feet. Yeah, and, I, saw, I remember him. And, and now that's all he does. He's he just nodding. sits there. Yeah, nodding. But he's drunk. I don't think he's on dope. I think he's just drunk. Oh, really? Drunk as shit. Yeah. Um, but I used to... I loved buying cigarettes like that because it was like a throwback to buying drugs kind of thing. And like... You still felt like you were part of the game. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. I don't know. But, uh, but so today, when I left... The theater, I felt like I was lying. I was going to get her the soda. You were lying. Well, yeah, you know, lying by omission. A healthy relationship would be like, I'm going to get you a Diet Coke and I'm going to have a cigarette. Please, let's not <laughs> use words like healthy relationship. Okay? <laughs> but I, I thought The Lion King was fun. I, I don't think it was all that. My dad cried during it. My daughter had fun. I liked it. It was. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't like plays. I don't know. What the fuck? Um, what, are you, what are you going to do? I don't know. But um, so I saw a curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. Oh, it's supposed to be great. I think it's the dog in the night. In the night, I read the book too. The book was great. I fell asleep during the play. Was it good? What's it about? It's about. Uh, it's told from the perspective of an autistic boy. You who, could really relate to the story. Yeah, <laughs> who wakes up one day and his neighbor's dog is dead and it has a pitchfork in his side, and he investigates who killed the dog. It was him, though, right? He figures out who did it. It was him. It was not him. Was it the farmer down the street? If I say it, it'll ruin it for everybody. Was it the farmer down the street? There's no farmers in this. So who has a pitchfork? That's a very good thing. Pitchforks. <laughs> nobody ever said. Who has a, was it the wow. devil? The devil should have. astute observation because pitchforks are rare. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I, I've had a whole life, 42 years, I don't think I've seen one pitchfork except I, in like an antique shop. I guess like, it's like, like some... Like back in the day, somebody in like the suburbs might have it to like pick leaves up. But even now, a pitchfork like, to pick up leaves. Yeah, like it would be like a stupid device to pick leaves up. But like, it's like my dog is killed with a pitchfork. Did the doctor do it? Yeah. Did the supermarket <laughs> the clerk do it? Or did the farmer across the street pitchfork my dog? Oh my god, I never even thought of that. So who did it? I can't say. If I say it, it'll ruin it for everyone. Was it some... I want me to say it, and Dopey Nation, cover your ears. Are was you it ready? some disgruntled farm worker? No, no. Should I tell him to cover their ears and tell it? Yeah. Hey, cover your ears now. It was the uh, the father of the boy. So then the autistic boy finds out, and it's really bad. You know, it's his dad. Why did he do it? You really... Should I keep going? I mean, you think they're still covering their ears? Keep covering your ears. Don't, right. don't listen to this part. <laughs> it was just for me. He did it because... Um, the guy's wife, his dad's uh, wife, left, and then he, uh, he hated the dog. And, and then he like went to hook up with the neighbor, and I think the guy's wife left with the neighbor's husband, and then so he went to hook up with that guy's wife. Do you know what I mean? Like the old switcheroo, right? And she like rebuffed him, and he was like upset, and he was walking out, and the guy, and like it comes to light, like in the book and in the play, the father, he's like a great father. He's like a really good guy. And he just had this like breaking moment where he killed the dog. And it was like, and then like the, the kid, he's really good to the kid, but the kid like freaks out and doesn't want to be near his dad and like can't understand it and stuff, you know? So it's, I often get hung up on details like this, but where did he get the pitchfork? 
I think it was in the yard. <laughs> so he's pissed off. He's going home from his neighbor's house. There's he sees a, the dog, a, and then he sees the pitchfork. There's just a samurai sword. <laughs> he's like a chainsaw, samurai sword, baseball bat, fucking pitchfork. He's like, I'm going to go with this one. It's good to see you in such good spirits, man. Yeah. I'm not in good spirits because things have changed at work for me. Yeah, it seems to be like what's going down in your life is going up in mine. What, what, you have a new job where you're making good money? No, things are just good. Things are popping. See, that's... Chris is such a fucking little pussy. He, he stopped us recording because we can't talk about what's good in his life, and yet he, he throws it out like this. Chris's life is good. My life is good, too. Just something happened at work that's very, very bad. We'll just... Why they, can't we talk about we it? We can. Yeah, let's talk about it. They made us it fucking... Can, it, it actually, like, not much bothers me, but it kind of pisses me off hearing this whole thing. I've been working at this restaurant for nine years. Nine years. It's a long time. And before that, you worked there for like a year, 20 years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've been a part of this restaurant for yeah, a decade. Like, they've known who you are for a long fucking time, for yes. like 20 years. Um, I started waiting tables there like eight years ago, and I was making good money. Um, and then last Thursday they made us start tipping, uh, pooling tips. Yeah. And pooling tips has rocked our worlds as waiters. Mm. And it's just been a, I don't know, there's not much to say about it on Dopey except that it's been very depressing. Oh, this is the thing. Cause I was talking to my, everybody who I talk to about it says the same thing, which is, uh, and it's very recovery centric what everybody says, which is this is the universe telling you it's time to go. That's what everybody says. Yeah, I mean, and if I think you want to interpret right. it that way. That's good. I think they're right. Yeah. I think it is. But my sponsor, if um, it's useful for you to interpret it that way. Well, right? I've applied yes. to fifty jobs, and I and I was, I've been complaining about my job for I, years. I, well, I'm, I'm only saying that because this whole this is the universe telling you what to do. Like, they, people selectively use that. In certain situations. Also, your newborn baby dies from SIDS, sudden infant death. Oh, this is the new... The universe was saying yeah. you were going to be a horrible parent. Yeah, like, come on. Like, you know what I mean? But, like... But this is not that. Yeah. This is pretty clear. Yeah. Universe, no universe. I wanted to well, leave. We've been thinking about leaving, and now it's like you have a, a firm reason to actively pursue other uh, career options. But my sponsor hit me with... He, he's sitting with me. He goes, David, what is this? And he does that with me. He, like, plays the teacher. And, I, and I, I, it also conjures up how much I hated being a student. Yeah. Because I don't – I'm like, what is it? He goes, begins with a P. I said, I, I don't know. I said, well, I said, Paul, why don't you just fucking tell me? Yeah. Because I don't want to – say fucking? Probably. Because yeah. I hate – and he's like, oh, why are you so angry? Yeah. But I hate <laughs> when people do that. Yeah. But he's talking about powerlessness. Yeah. And this thing at work – is a real kick in the face of powerlessness where you want something to be a certain way and it is not the way you want it to be. Yeah. You know, and then you deal with it, you know, I guess I, what I do is I deal with it. I try to be happy during work cause you're working in teams now. You know, everybody I work with is fucking miserable. Fanny was on vacation. Except for the worst waiters. They're happy. No, no. Because everybody's losing money. Even the worst waiters. How is that even possible? Because we're not a good team. We're not we're not good at this. Yeah. We're taking care of less people. It's all happening slower. Why don't so you get can you get everyone to vote? If even the worst people who are supposed to be benefiting don't like it and they will vote to go back, would that help? I don't I don't know. Uh maybe it'll go back. I don't know. But at, nobody likes it. Even the worst people don't like it. But Fanny was away in uh, Ecuador. Fanny's the... Um, the older Spanish lady that you like. Yeah. Um, she's and great. She always hugs me makes me feel so loved. She's awesome. But she's, she fight does that with everyone, huh? No. I mean, she's a really lovely person. You know, what are you going to do? I love her. She's great. She's like my Ecuadorian mother. Um, but she was away in Ecuador and, and in Peru, Machu Picchu, and maybe Colombia. She was all over the place. She goes yeah. on these long vacations. Yeah. She comes back sobbing over this. Really? Crying her eyes out and screaming. She's worked there for 25 years. Yeah. And they tell her she has to make half money on That's more work. so fucked up. So fucked up. Yeah. Anyway, but then something really interesting happened. While I was... I don't know if this is good, whatever. Um, while I was working, I'm taking care of this table. And they look odd. Uh, one guy's wearing... Oh, I've got a couple of funny work stories yeah. that I just... 
can't help but share. One guy is wearing this kind of shiny paisley shirt. The chick next to him has this feathered Farrah Fawcett hair wearing a full Golden State Warriors like outfit. And then the like guy the, like the, the basketball warm team. Up yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then across from him, her, is this dude with a total handlebar mustache. Yeah. So, so the first a thing, weird fucking crew. The first thing I think is, uh, are you guys from Las Vegas? <laughs> and they were like, no, we're from Colorado. And I said, oh, do you guys sell weed? They said, no, we make porn movies. Really? And I said, no way. And then, we, then I start talking to them and I start telling them about porn I like and about porn I don't like. And I'm like, the kind of porn that I want to see is like a situation that could happen. You know what I'm saying? That's beautiful of you. What? That you get involved in the storyline. Well, so I, I came up with a bunch of concepts, and I'm going to share them with you in the Dopey Nation. Okay. First concept is I call it lonely... <laughs> Bum love? <laughs> no. I call, it, I call it lonely... I call it bus porn, okay? Yeah. Where you have the bus driver, and he's done with his route, okay? Yeah. And he has the no... Done... Whatever the, the light yeah, is. no more people. No on, more people yeah. on the bus <laughs> yeah. light up. Yeah. And he's... Oh, uh, it's time for that sober link. Yeah, you. Uh, I'll get it later. And um, I, you think the Dopey Nation knows the sound? I think the OG Dopey Nation. Right. Knows. So, um, <laughs> so, so this is my setup. Yeah. The bus driver. He's had a hard day. Yeah. He's a lonely man. He's driving home. He has the no more people sign up in the bus. And the beautiful girl is sitting at the bus stop late at night. Yeah. So he decides he's going to make an exception. Yeah. And he pulls over to pick her up uh, to, to, to take her someplace. Yeah. They get to talking. One thing leads to another. <laughs> Sexonthebus.org. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Busporn.net? That's not bad. Dude, it's a whole thing. I remember watching actually a series, um, this is when I was like 15, where it used to be... I love how you... you, you it's as though you don't watch porn now. When you were 15, you used to watch oh, fake, no, fake no, Taxi. I, I, still, I still watch porn. Um, fake Taxi is a porn series. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Um, no, when I was like 15, they had truck drivers, and they like meet girls at like truck lots, and they have sex in the cabin in their truck. But that doesn't... That's... That's a opportunistic it's cliche too. It's, but nah, that's not bad. Yeah. You know, but that's a woman on the run. You know, you have a lot a lonely truck driver. That's a sad story. This story is kind of a situationally bad moment. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's yeah. casual. <laughs> and I have another one yeah. which I shared with them, which is even more casual. And I call it stuck in the elevator dot net, where you have, you know, two attractive people on their way to work. <clears throat> The elevator stops. That's not bad. And then... This could be like a whole... It doesn't have to be just elevator, just bus. Like, it could be like... There, there's a movie, and there's different scenes in the movie. And who watches see, a whole movie, though? I think old people still do. Like, people who are, like, over 60 who are still in the porn. They watch the whole thing? Well, I think they still go, like, buy movies at this place. They go to the place and buy movies. Yeah. My dad, right? You know what I saw? You know Amazing? What? Like the porn shop Amazing? There's like a million of them. No. Um, they're actually a New York, Long Island thing, I think. I don't know. Um, but Maybe, por- I don't know. There's a porn shop called Amazing, and there's some in Boston and stuff, and I heard an ad from on TV the other day, and I'm always like, how are porn shops open? I guess they still have like like toys, you know, but everything you can order online, you don't have to see somebody, and then there's the internet, like how do they exist? And so there was an advertising, it was for... Amazing, which is like, you know, erotic shop or whatever the fuck they call it. And then it's also a vape shop. I was like, oh, so they're, they're trying to like stay alive somehow. So now they sell vape stuff. Right. That makes sense. Across the street from my dad's house in Manhattan. Yeah. By the way, do you like my porn ideas? I do. I think they're good. Right. They're not as good as Bum Trip. Bum oh, trip Bum was, Trip is nice. Bum Trip was really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to see porn with homeless people, though. I bet you somebody wants to see Oh, porn. definitely. Like pregnant homeless women. <laughs> pregnant, fucking pregnant, pregnant homeless, homeless women. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so my dad lives in Chelsea in Manhattan, which is a very, very high-end neighborhood at this yeah. point. And across the street from his house forever, there was like a deli. Yeah. The deli closes, and we're like trying to figure out what they're going to put there. And they put one of these porn shops like without vape stuff. It's a new store. 
2017. And I go in there with a stack of dopey cards. I've been putting them all over the place. Is that the one where you took a picture and sent to me in the window? No, no. This is the the last one. I get get to the store and I have a stack of dopey cards. And the guy is like some Pakistani guy. And I'm like, can I put... Car and it's the 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 scum of the earth in this place. It's just yeah. rancid, yeah. wall to wall. Yeah. Nothing high class like my bus sex or my stuck in the elevator. We're talking yeah, about yeah. like donkey love and stepsisters <laughs> and babysitter porn and the whole nine. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that either. But so I'm there, and the guy's like, "No, I, I don't want to carry your podcast card in what? my store." I'm like, All right, and I left. You got refused from the sex shop. We got bounced from the sex shop. We just weren't invited to participate. I, but it was funny. I, what? Sorry. Oh. It was funny that I... Um, I think he caught it. No, I did not. I'm not deleting it. You have to. You have to. That that I had a table that I was pitching porn on ideas to. What did they think of it? That's they loved it. Then they take out. What I want to get was the warm, the Golden State Warriors and the handlebar. Was that all part of like the show, or is that like what they're just like normally? Were they attractive people? No, the handlebar (laughs) mustache guy I thought was handsome. They weren't attractive at all. He was the filmmaker. Then there were two older guys who owned the company. And was then porn stars? Then the woman in the Golden State Warrior outfit was a porn star. Was she attractive? Not sitting there. Not to me. Not sitting there. Day shift at the strip club? I guess. I haven't been to many day shifts at the strip club. But but then they were like, they said they were in town promoting their new movie. And um, they said, do you want to see the trailer? And they said it was, and they, it's called The Merger or something. And yeah. it's about her and some black guy who wind up fucking here it is it's a uh, sparkerotic.com if you guys want to check it out i think it's called the merger um here let me take a picture of that and they showed me they showed me the um the trailer and the chick was pretty attractive in the trailer but it looked annoying it was like she goes to i can't believe this is going to be all about porn this episode. <laughs> she goes to a meeting right. and, and with this black guy, but it could be anybody, Millsy in Australia, if you're still listening, or our yeah. international fans who think we focus too much on race. It just happens to be a black person. Yeah. Um, they sit, Was it a well-endowed black person? I didn't. In the trailer, you don't <laughs> see his thing. But, but when they pitched me the idea, they said, it's two guys, it's, you know, this couple that meet and they start fantasizing about fucking. Yeah. And I said, I don't like porn. Where you have a fantasy, you know. I just yeah. want it to be happening. I want it to be. Yeah. Oh my god! I can't believe this happened. You said, yeah, right. you know. Yeah. I said that, and they said, oh, but but check it out. After the meeting, they, then they get into this crazy sex, and they, they rip open the pillow, and there's feathers everywhere. And then when they're back in the boardroom, some feathers fall from the sky. I'm like, that's just too high end for me. I just need some <laughs> weirdos who meet each other and fuck in no. some weird situation. <laughs> that's funny. You know, I was. You know, when Obama got into office, I remember there was a porn movie that came out, and it was Obama and Sarah Palin. Do oh, really? You, do you think he watched it? No. Yeah, I, maybe. Honestly, like, what do you think? I I think he might have. You know, I wasn't. Stop making so much noise over there. Do you think she watched it? Sarah Palin or Mrs. Obama? Okay, Michelle. yeah, sure. Michelle or Sarah? Who I, I, was more apt to watch it, Michelle? I think Michelle might have watched it with um, Barack. As a joke. Yeah. Because you imagine like, them to be out. this very fun couple. Yeah. I see Sarah Palin watching it, masturbating <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I think Sarah Palin definitely watched it. Like reason, wearing a dunce cap <laughs> and like no underwear and like a maternity dress. Just yeah. some weird outfit and she's, you know, I could see that. Yeah. Maybe we should do a porno of that. <laughs> it was like some Sarah Palin watching herself fucking Barack Obama. I think we should look into financing some sort of bum porn. Bum porn. <laughs> it's better. It's more. It's more humane than bum fights. That yeah. seems fucked up. That was fucked. I couldn't even watch that stuff. Now, this this is going to be a weird dopey episode. By the way, why? Because we haven't hit him with any dopey. I got nothing on my list. Oh. I got a st- oh, I got a story we should tell right now, real quickly. Go for it. Um, uh, so, last episode in Jail Stories Part Two, we um, read an email from a guy um, that Dave claimed was anti-Semitic. From where was he from? New Zealand or something? New Zealand. And uh, he uh, he said he used to be a moderator on this website. Listen, I did not claim he was anti-Semitic. You did in jest. Right. I implied his anti-Semitic. No, you said it. You said it. I don't know. I take things really personally sometimes. Yeah. Dude, what's the guy's guy's name? I'm drawing a blank right now. 
Uh, it's in there. Fucking hell. Um, but anyways, oh, hold on. I want to apologize because maybe because he sent another one. He sent another email saying how much he loves the show, and he even called himself. He didn't say anything bad. Listen, it was Jeff. I'm apologizing anyway. He apo- he wrote in the next email. He called himself the fangoy. Oh yeah, I remember that. Instead yeah. of the fanboy, and I think that's very sophisticated yeah. for an anti-Semite. So I doubt. <laughs> I don't think he's anti-Semitic. So I take it back. Um, so, anyways, the fangoy said he. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name. I'll, I'll find the name right now. Uh, so anyways, he said he was a moderator for this website called Opiophile, and I, I guess it's now it's not around anymore. But um, when I was using, there was this website called Opiophile. And people would just talk about basically how much they loved opiates and, and opioids and, um, you know, all sorts of discussion. And one of the things um, that they did is they would talk about, like, different doctors and, like, what you should say in order to get certain prescriptions and stuff, you know. And so it was like, oh, this is a good, like, injury to fake and, like, this is what you pretend when they touch you in certain ways in order to get narcotics. Um, and then they'd even sometimes tell you, like, which doctors in the country to go to and stuff. So my friend... Ted used to use this website and some guy said, uh, I don't even know what it was. Maybe it was like a twisted tube in your testicles or something. But this guy went in, he said, if you complain that your balls hurt at the ER in a certain way, that he got a bunch of oxycodone. They gave him like oxycodone tens. The guy's name is Okay. Oh, I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But M is his name. Who knows? Is that his last name? Yeah. You're an idiot. That's, that's, that's not how, you gotta look how he signs it. You're reading his actual name, and you're saying it over and over. <laughs> you just Sorry. made me have to do more work. Michael. Michael, yeah. Our so number one. I know his name is... Michael. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, right. sorry. Chris, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Michael, I'm sorry. Um, I appreciate your fangoy comment. Anyway, back to the testicles and the oxycontin. So, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so my friend Ted, he's on Opiophile, and he looks up that um, basically if you go in and you complain your balls hurt at the ER in a certain way, that supposedly you can get, like, this guy got oxycodone doing it. So Ted goes and tries it, you know, probably a different state, different He was using it at the time. Yeah, he's using it. He tries the same thing, and he goes in, and he (laughs) complains about his balls, and he said that they have him strip, and, like... This nurse is like holding his balls and touching his balls and like having him cough and he's like, ah, like it really hurts. And they're like, hold on. And like they bring in like another doctor and he says the doctor keeps grabbing his balls and he's coughing, coughing. (laughs) And then they discharge him with ibuprofen. Wow. So he's like, I basically went in, spent like four hours, got my balls felt by two different people and they discharged me with a non-narcotic. And, and and where did you read the 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 other story? Opiophiles. No, uh, uh, Michael mentioned that he used to be a moderator on the site, and then I guess he said the site shut down because. Well, where did you hear the the ball story from him? This from Ted. No, oh, Ted. That Ted did that. You know Ted. But where did you hear that somebody could go in with a testicle problem and get oxycodone? Ted did. Wow. Ted read it on Opiophile, and then he right. tried to reproduce it. Yeah, it's hysterical. Yeah, it's hysterical. Yeah. But that's the thing, like. You know, nine out of ten stories, you're going to get Oxycontin and fondled. I'm sorry, nine out of ten stories, you're going to get ibuprofen and fondled. It depends on the doctor. And then that one sweet, dopey story, they're going to, like, shoot you up with fentanyl. Yeah. Like. Dude, Ted was wild. Ted used to to steal scripts, and um, he'd write prescriptions for himself, for Schedule 2s, for, like, Dilaudid. Now, Schedule 2, usually, it's like, you go in, it's a triplicate script, Right. And then um, they're supposed to fax it in and then mail a hard copy and stuff. So I don't even know how he was doing this. And he'd write for like a bunch of Dilaudid, like eights or something like that. And he'd go to fill it. And sometimes he'd already filled one 30 days ago. So he couldn't fill it with insurance. And if you just change the um, strength, you can refill it. So if they wrote you for 68 milligram Dilaudid, you could go write a script for 124 milligram Dilaudid and your insurance would cover it. So he like tried to, to do it once, and they're like, oh, it's too soon. You can't do it. He'd just go to his car and write a new script and come back in and try it. And how, and how successful it. was he with it? For like He got away with it for years, but he knew – the I don't want to say who was, but he knew the doctor was going to. And a couple of times they called him, and the doctor was like, please don't press charges. Like I know who that is. Like He needs help. And like they would always like listen to the doctor, you know? Good deal. Like, and Ted ended up getting in trouble for it, but nothing happened. Like He ended up getting like – and each one's a for- forgery, so he was facing like I mean, each one's a felony. So each he because of like forty forge- forgeries, he was facing like forty felonies. That's hard to say. Forty forgeries, forty felonies. Forty forgeries, forty felonies. Yeah, should that be the name of this episode? 
44 juries, 40 felonies. I'm going to play this the voicemail. Okay. This is from... Oh, we need to do the ad, too, but just hit him with some more dopey before the end. Sure. This is from Dan in uh, California, I believe. What's up, Chris? What's up, Dang? This is now my seventh time trying to record fucking voice message. Now, I'm doing it the way you guys told me to do it on Facebook on my phone, which is hilarious. So, anyways, I'm calling about episode 71. Great episode. Great episode. It did take me twice to listen to it. Yeah, if you hear that rumbling sound in the background, that's my freaking dad's 2002 Dodge Ram diesel that I'm borrowing right now that he traded a 2008 for because he wanted a freaking manual transmission and whatever. No computer. Yeah, that's where we're at with him. I love him. He's awesome. So anyways, I'm driving to an NA meeting right now and it took me twice to listen to episode 71. So I was, uh, my girl, my ex-girlfriend was on the couch, passed out, reading, quitting crystal meth by Joseph Sharp and I was in the kitchen juicing some oranges here in Southern California. The oranges are just bomb. So I'm juicing oranges and I'm listening to the episode and yeah, it was really dopey heavy. And for whatever reason, I had a hard time, man, when you guys were talking about shooting Coke. I've never shot Coke before. I've only shot meth and only for a short time, but damn, I, uh, yeah, I never forget. I'll never forget the first time that I, that I shot, shot it. I was, was probably, three o'clock in the morning i was sitting in my car in front of a park with the guy that showed me how to do it and uh we were sitting there waiting to make a dope deal and uh i had done a cycle of uh testosterone so i had all these freaking syringes i had like a hundred clean syringes in my safe and i had thought for probably like two weeks like my fucking level at that time was through the roof. Like, I just didn't really give a fuck about anything. So I was thinking, man, I want to shoot this shit, you know? I'll never forget, uh, I was in Stewart of Mojave County Jail in Las Vegas in 1996, and some meth cook said to me, you know, after I shot shot it the first time, I was so pissed off at myself. I was like, why? He was like, because I realized how much money I had wasted snorting and smoking, and I thought, holy shit, I could never do this. But anyway, so... I, so I, I did, I've done it now. <laughs> In true addict fashion, yeah, I did it. My fucking level got to such and such a degree. I had a safe full of syringes, and I thought, I want to fucking shoot this dope, you know? So, sitting in this park at 3 o'clock in the morning waiting to sell somebody a sack with the guy that showed me how to do it and uh, using the bottom of a freaking butane, a can of butane, and uh, clean that out. And the guy showed me how to do it, shot some water in there. And uh, yeah, just what you're saying, Chris, about wanting to shoot as much coke as you could so you right before you're going to die, right? So that, I think that's what really set me off that first time I listened to the episode. So so the guy, gets a, he gets the syringe ready for me. And I, I mean, I have these giant freaking veins, you know. I mean, every time I've given blood in the past, every lab tech is like, wow, man, those are good. You know, this is going to be easy. Like half the time, they don't even have to tie off my arm. They just pinch it and we're good to go. So here I am, first timer, trying to freaking get high three in the morning in front of some shady-ass park in Menifee, California, waiting for some tweaker. And, uh, oh my God, uh, stabbing the shit out of myself. I mean, by the time I was done taking that first shot, it looked like I'd been shooting dope for fucking 10 years. I mean, it took me so many times just to figure it out. I mean, it, and that was basically the, that's basically my entire freaking needle life was not very successful in terms of finding, finding the vein and getting it in there. So anyways, freaking stick that thing in there. Finally, find a good one, draw it back, boom, hit the plunger and holy shit. Oh my God. I, immediately I thought, oh shit, I'm going to fucking die. Uh, I'm going to die. So now here I am at three o'clock in the morning. Dude's looking at me with the big smile on his face. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to fucking die. I mean, it was, it, and it was fucking great. I mean, oh my God. I, I'm like, I got to get out, bro. I get out of the car. I walk around, walking around for a little bit, trying to walk it off, you know, and it just keeps going for a while. And finally I realized, okay, I'm not going to die. I'm just really fucking high right now. So yeah. So I get back in the car and uh, we make the dope deal and we fucking take off. So that was basically the end of fucking smoking it on a regular basis because why smoke it when I have a safe full of clean needles and I can shoot it? But anyways, 
so probably like a month later, I'm talking to the guy again about that first time. And I'm like, bro, couldn't believe it that first time. Because now, you know, I'm drawing back a sizable amount, you know, for me at least. And thinking, dude, remember that first time? And he looks at me and he goes, yeah, bro, I thought you were going to die. <laughs> so anyways, back to this episode 71, you guys were talking about uh, shooting coke and I'd never done it. And I, I fucking love cocaine. You know, and so I, I had to turn it off. I'm I'm almost at, I'll be at 60 days tomorrow. It's day 60. So this was probably day 50-ish, you know, and for whatever reason, just a little bit too dopey heavy for me. So anyways, I put, I, I finished juicing, I turn it off, turn the music on, and uh, my ex is like, I tell her, man, I couldn't finish that episode. She's like, you need to finish that episode. So... Uh, three or four or five days later, whatever it was, I tried to record the first time I was trying to send this to you guys, turn the episode back on. And I was right at, right at the end of that part where you guys were talking about how dopey heavy it was and how it was probably the most dopey heavy episode you guys have done. And, uh, now you guys went on to talk about the freaking getting the syringes clogged. And even in my short time, I remember that that was pretty funny, but the rest of the episode was really, really great, you know, just talking about making the amends, and Chris, you know, kind of talking to Dave about it, and uh, it, it, you know, it was just a a very, very uplifting episode for me, you know, in terms of just, yeah, how easy it is to forget, because I mean, I did 10 years in prison straight, and uh, I was clean and sober the whole time, I smoked a couple joints in there, but when I got out, I was had this like sense of arrogance because of the way I did my time as a solo writer, not getting caught in the politics. And, you know, I kind of had forgot how filthy it is out there, you know, and how filthy addiction was. And I, you know, slowly got back into it, you know, starting in 2010, you know, drinking in the beginning and then getting high after that, doing bumps and, uh, and, you know, I had forgotten and, and it kind of, your guys' conversation really gave me a little bit of a, I love the show, you know, I mean, these stories, you guys tell stories, it reminds you of stories from me, prison stories and stories getting high before, and I guess, you know, once you got some time under your belt, you need to be reminded, just, to, uh, you need to be reminded, we all do, of how insane it is out there and how just empty and void, you know, full-fledged addiction is, and how much better my life has got, you know, even in these 60 days, I mean, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a very spiritual guy, I'm sure you could tell by all the F-bombs I dropped in the first portion of this, and uh, I just, it's amazing how quickly things have turned around, I mean, just last week, I was speaking in front of a group of college students about prison and addiction, and and man, it was just awesome. So before episode 71, I'd say the Bob Forrest episode is my favorite episode. Bob is awesome, man. I feel him when it comes to just the farce of recovery. It sounds a lot like the prison system. And it's, it's, it's no wonder that there's a really close connection between those two jokes of systems. And anyways, man, I love you guys. Just keep doing what you're doing. And yes, I am going to launch a podcast about prison stories you guys inspired me my ex encouraged me and now i have some good people around me and we're working on this show we're going to release it so i'll let you guys know when that happens but i just really appreciate you guys and everything you're doing and just you know keep coming back (laughs) later so it's daniel daniel that was great Thank you, Daniel. I just, that was the first time I heard it. It was so good, dude. I know. I tried because I remember getting, reading his email and I forgot to like respond to it and I couldn't find it before. I didn't know it was the same guy from Facebook. Well, it says his first and last name on both. an idiot. But, um, but I think like, uh, I thought when he wrote that he, because I remember we talked about doing a jail podcast because it would be such a good podcast and he wrote that. Well, I, we can't do it. This guy could do it. I thought he was joking. Yeah. But then when I heard the voicemail, I knew that he could actually do it. So Daniel. Yeah, I was never in prison. I was just, a, he's like, he's on the real deal. Yeah. 10 <laughs> years. Yeah. You know, 
But whatever you but do, he's got to get. You know, I mean, I'll email him directly. But Daniel, when you listen to this, try to get a co-host that's fun to do with, who's done time yourself. Because I mean, himself, himself. But he's who's just also done time. You right, know, both done time. You know what I mean? Because then that just makes it easy, where you can get guests and you can talk, and it's fun, and you can talk about your days. And because when you do it, if you do a totally solo mission, it's just a lot more work. I think oh, it's yeah. not as fun either, dude. We, I don't think either of us could do this or would no we wouldn't do it. <laughs> I would do one and then that'd be it. The only, I mean, like, we do it because it's fun. Yeah. You know? I mean, to do a podcast by yourself... You're going to really be driven. But I don't even... I mean, I, I think... Mean, that's what Omar and Shane do. That sober guy and that's how they do it. Share. Share Master Shane. Share I'm a Share Master Omar. No, yeah, Share. You know, I wrote Omar. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Tell them. The resentment. Dave, Dave wrote Omar, and Omar didn't respond within four hours, and Dave was like, no, we're at, we're Omar. No, at, we're at six yeah, days. Yeah, but you were upset at four hours. No, I wasn't. I forgot about it. You were upset the same day you wrote it. No. No, I was upset when you wrote me the text quoting my my email and telling me that I was full of shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to read it. Can I read it? <laughs> yeah, read yeah. <laughs> oh okay, guys. You have to listen to this. Okay, uh, Omar, from what we heard, puts on a good show. Let's just say that, okay? Listen, I just want to say this. I just want to say this. I, Chris and I both, Chris is an amazing partner, and uh, he does a lot of work for Dopey, and, uh, and, and, and we love you guys. And when, when, when people used to say they're nothing without their fans, I never realized that that was true until now, because if you guys didn't listen to it, we would stop making it. Yeah. But... Um, I realized that we need to make some moves in order to get bigger, and I figured one place to go would be Addiction Podcasts. And since I told Shane, whatever his name is, to go suck a dick... But you didn't. We said good things about it. We did. We liked Shane, but he never... You know, he said he'd come on, and he didn't come on. So I figured Omar, I would try a different route. Shane would come on if we just asked him again. We asked him once, and then he was basically like, sorry. No. He was? Yeah. So let's ask... Shane, would you come on? (laughs) <laughs> no, we have to email him. He's not listening. So why don't you email him? Maybe. But anyways, continue about Omar. So I just figured that... And and, and to be fair, Omar is much bigger than Shane. Yeah. Omar's show is older and it has more... more. No, it's not stuff. older. He is, it's not older. But it's bigger. It's, but yeah. Wouldn't you say? Well, yeah, I think so. I it seems to me. It seems, yeah. Um, and uh, so I wanted him to come on Dopey and I figured we can, you know, sap some share fucking listeners. And vice versa. Well, and so, but, but the the funny part here, though, is that Dave has never listened. I did listen to it. How much? Let's be totally honest, rigorously honest, right now. How much total minutes of the Share podcast, Omar's podcast, did you listen to? Me? Yeah. How many minutes did I listen yes, to? Yes, total. I don't really remember. You have to be honest. Come on. I would guess yeah. seven. Seven minutes. I would guess seven. Okay, so Dave listened to seven minutes of Omar's podcast, all right? And now we're going to read the email. But I've also read his hold website. On, hold on. And now we're going to read the email he sent him. Hi, Omar. I ho- This is also not how Dave talks at all. Hi, Omar. <laughs> what do you mean? That is how I I literally talk. started laughing out loud when I read this. Hi, Omar. I hope this email finds you doing well. My name is David, and I love your podcast and am inspired by the work you do for addicts in and out of recovery. Your message is always strong and clear with an amazing voice to match. His voice is very strong and clear. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to read the rest. Why? That was the quote I put on there. Why? Let me hear the rest of it. Um, Your message is always strong and clear with an amazing voice to match. I am one of the hosts and creators of the Dopey Podcast, a podcast devoted to the tragic and dark comedy of drugs, addiction, and recovery. We started about 13 devoted, months ago. Devoted, not devoted. Devoted. What did I say? Devoted. Um, we have a little following and seem to be helping a lot of people, which is very gratifying. I'm certain our podcasts share many fans, and I'd love, if, I'd love it if you would consider calling into Dopey to talk about share, as well as your own experience in finding your own peace and sobriety. What's wrong? It's a great email. Yeah. It's just so full of shit. What are you talking about? It's just one sentence. What is full of shit about that? Your message is always strong and clear with an amazing voice to match. In the seven minutes I listened to your show, you're... (laughs) I'm going to play. He's got a really strong voice. Okay. So, um... I'm going to play it and you're going to understand exactly what I'm talking about. All right? 
second. Keep talking. You just riff for a second. I'm gonna put on. I'm gonna read the review of the week. Yeah, read I gotta it. Get, yeah. There's there's a few reviews. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's a review from. Thank you, Dobie Nation, for sending reviews. Okay, going back a little bit. Here's a r- review from March 23rd. Your show is everything I ever dreamed a podcast of being. After listening to your podcast during a late night speedball induced decision to listen to a podcast, I've split my music time in half. Filling the other half with podcasts, mostly yours. Nice. Um, these are our iTunes reviews of the week. Drop a review on iTunes and we'll read it. We love getting reviews on iTunes, especially Dave. Um, I And you like it more than I do. <laughs> um, I like emails. There's a review. Um, this Here, one, hold on. You want to hear his voice? Yeah, okay. Just cut to the middle. I'll try. Cut the intro. I'll try. I want to hear the Pepperidge Farm thing again. What do you mean? No. Yeah. That's everything I was trying to achieve with drinking. Oh, that's not him. Nature, like I was like, I'm not. That's his guest. Just find miracles and gifts just start to happen, and yeah. and you can't help but like, I gotta get, you know, what can I do now? What 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 can I do to yeah, improve it's a good myself? Voice. It's not as good. It's not as good as I remember. <laughs> um, all right, another another. ITunes. Hold on, time out. Omar. Yeah. He's not listening. Shut up, (laughs) fans of Omar. Share people, whatever you call them. Drop Omar a line. The the Share Nation. Share Nation. Let them know about us. Let them know we want them on the show. I don't even know why anymore. Do you know what Share stands for? No. Do you know how you spell Share? I do. How? It's like a chair that you share from. S-H-A-I-R. And it stands for Sharing Helps Addicts in Recovery. How do you know that? Because I'm a big fan. Yeah, and you don't like his voice? <laughs> I just read the his logo. It's on his logo. Shitheads are in rooms. <laughs> yeah. That too is true. Uh, okay, so another iTunes review. We're reading three. This is the second one. Well, you always need to read the reviews like this. New favorite podcast. Let's read Miss Ginger's again. Hold on. Toasty Nuts 81 <laughs> wrote this. Dave and Chris are great. Good to be clean and crazy. Keep it going. Short and sweet. I like this one. You ready for this one? This is the one that says I interrupt too much. No. My new addiction, pun intended, from Danny Rudolph. This podcast is for people with... Do you think that's his real name? Maybe it's a her. Mm Mm-hmm. There's Danny B. from... uh, Germany. And D.C. Uh, My new addiction, pun intended. Is that your little surreptitious shout-out to Danny B.? Hey, Danny B. What's What's going on? (laughs) Um, How you doing? My new addiction, pun intended. This podcast is for people. Oh, because it's about it. Because it's about addiction. Right? That's why it's a pun. That's why it's. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Um, This podcast is for people with severe mental illness or for people simply trying to find something to relate to. You'll laugh, have a craving, or want to tell them one of your own dopey stories. Good luck. But seriously, I feel like I've known these guys for years. So funny. I'm so happy I found this podcast. And then it is a girl because she put two kissy marks. Maybe it's a guy who's very affectionate. Maybe it's a transgender. Where are the transgenders at? Yeah, transgender dopey nation. Oh, we just said that. The episode we released like an hour ago was uh, transgenders. What are you talking about? We gave a call. I put a call out. I said, if you're transgender, message us. Where was I? I don't even remember that. You were there. You were around. Well, transgender dopey nation, please give us a Yeah, where are you? Huh? Where are you? There's someplace. There's got to be at least one, right? How many transgendered people are out of a thousand? About 170. All right, so we should have at least 100 uh, <laughs> trans people. You do realize that the number is a little high. That you're quoting me? Yes. It's, I think 17% of the world is transgender. So what's the actual percentage? I don't know. Out of out of a thousand? Or did you say? Yeah. How many are transgender? I don't yes. know. I would guess between one, one and ten. So maybe we have one. Do yeah. you think we have one? Yeah, I think we have at least one. Well, I would love an email or a review. I'm really bad with the nomenclature. Like, I don't know. Trans. Tra- like, transgender, transsexual, transvestite. Like, I think transvestite. Tranny. I think, trans- <laughs> I think transvestite might be, like, derogatory. I don't know. Transvestite is over, and so is tranny. Now they just say trans. Trans. Are you trans? Yeah, and then there's, there's you know, it's L- LGBT. It's LGBTQ. Q is for queers? Yeah. Lesbian, so which? lesbians, bisexuals, transsexuals, LG, lesbians, gays, transsexuals, bisexuals, and queers. Why do they need to put queers at the? I end think of it? queers is just like a catch-all for the rest. It's just like for fun. it's like brothers and others from <laughs> from the different races in in jail. 
So it's just for fun. Queer. Yeah, they just threw it on, Yeah, for fun, let's just throw it on a cue. But seriously, I mean, because gays are queers. Not, the, the, the term is like, it's like a, like a medical term. Queer? Yes, LGBTQ is like, an, it's a political medical something. Like It's like an official term. How can Q be a medical term? It is. It really is. I'm not fucking with you. Okay, great. Yeah. Listen, if anybody it's out like there... It's like you read research studies, you know what I mean? Like empirical, peer-reviewed research studies, it's like LGBTQ, like they added the Q. If anybody in the Dopey Nation knows the medical origins of the nomenclature of queer to be in this name, shoot us a line. Send an email or a review about it. That would be fucking great. Also, oh, we got to do the fucking ad. Big up, hold on. Forget. Big up to Cormac and our Reddit page. Oh yeah, yeah. Big up to Cormac. We have a Reddit page now that um, a dopey listener has been managing and posting and doing a great job. He Cormac, created, Cormac. He created a YouTube playlist of all the the songs. It's not a YouTube. Playlist. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Really? It's all the YouTubes. It, it's a YouTube they playlist show the clips of the music of each videos. Yeah. No way. Yeah, he created that and um, from that episode that it seemed to be very polarizing. Most people hated it, but a few liked it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that was the structured episode. That was the structured. That was like our favorite one we recorded. No, the line. We thought that on. we thought the structured episode was going to drop and people were going to go nuts and it dropped and people were like this episode People sucks. went nuts at <laughs> how bad it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so wait, what was I just saying? Reddit. Oh yeah, Reddit, and then oh, I gotta do the ad. Let me do the ad. Yeah, what are you guys thinking about our ad? Oh, I should. You know what? Just because we're good people, the Kevin thing. Yeah, we should read the. Uh, was it Kevin? Yeah, K K thirteen. Okay, so um, before I read the ad, this guy emailed us. <clears throat> and also, Kevin, I want to apologize for not sending you a hat yet. I, I, there's a bunch of people. I have hats in the bottom of my closet. I have to send them. All right, so we're gonna read this ad, but first I'm gonna read you an email we got about the ad. And this guy says, "Hey, fellas, I figured I'd drop you a line since you said you wanted to hear if anyone had used that service for your ad." I've actually used that exact service in the past, except for marital issues. It went over well. It was sort of nice because it started as a phone conversation and then basically a texting buddy. It was nice to talk to someone completely unbiased with a professional background. So I'd say I would recommend trying it out even for something like addiction. Ha ha. I have laughed many times already today about the whole money-making scheme and $75 deal you guys have. Fucking hilarious. Looking forward to next week. Okay, and to continue, we will read the ad and earn ourselves $75, even though we've been yet to get paid for this. Maybe we'll get stuck by the... Um... Dude, if they don't pay us, I'm going to fucking kill you. Why? Because what a waste is... of time on the show. No, it's great. It's shtick. It is not. It's shtick. You like how I'm saying that? Yeah, you say it really nicely. Shtick. Okay. Betterhelp.com makes it... You actually didn't say it very well. Shut up. BetterHelp.com makes it really easy to get your own online counselor. But why do you say shtick so angry? Can't you say it nicely? E-counseling is an effective, convenient, and affordable way to get help with many issues. You can get help with stress, anxiety, depression, relationships, career issues, self-esteem, addictions, and many other life challenges. All BetterHelp counselors are licensed, accredited professionals. BetterHelp allows one to connect with them in a safe and private online or mobile environment. Anything one shares is confidential. It's affordable. Getting started is free, so you can feel confident our service and the therapist we match you with is right for you. That's the best then thing, Just it's free pay, at first. Then just pay a low, flat fee for unlimited sessions with your counselor. Agreed. It's convenient. One can do it at your own time and at your own pace. Communicate with your therapist as often as you want and whenever you feel it's needed. BetterHelp is available at your time and at your place. To start your free week-long subscription... For as much contact as you need, just complete the questionnaire and enter your credit card details. It's safe and secure. If you don't need help beyond the first week, simply cancel your subscription with the click of a button. That's absolutely fine. If you find value, do nothing and automatically extend your subscription. Pricing varies between $180 to $280 per month for unlimited access. That's about the cost of a single in-person session with a similarly qualified in-person therapist. Give it a try today at betterhelp.com backslash dopey. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com backslash D-O-P-E-Y. It's a good read. There you go. With a click of a button. With the click of a button. You can get help. You can get better help. Or you can get worse help and just keep listening to Dopey. Yeah. So uh, give it a try. And uh, Kevin seems to think it was helpful. So. I would love it if they paid us. 
That would just be the best. Well, we're supposed to. There's a contract. So they'll be in breach of the contract. Yeah. They'll be in breach of the contract. We'll have to get our attorney, our dopey attorney. Um, So I wanted to talk about something else. Uh, Brad, you're familiar with Brad. Remember Brad? Brad Brad came up with the idea for this before we did. Brad Brad K. Yes. Isn't that ironic? No. (laughs) No. But um, Brad... Has been bugging me for a while. First of all, Br- hey Brad. Brad listens to every episode. Oh, does he? Hey Brad. Every Monday morning, he that listens. That was super helpful in the um, bunch of stuff. Yeah, well, I love Brad. Brad is one of my uh, creative partners in my life, and he always will be. But um, Brad is certain that if we set up, just bear with me, a live event. Don't lie down. Okay. A live event that's going to be semi-reclined. Chris is starting to, like, <laughs> chaise lounge it over here on the, the bench in the kitchen. He's, he's fading a little no, bit. No, we're wrapping up anyway, so... Really? We're at the end? Let me see. We're at 55 minutes. Oh, fuck. I wanted to really talk about this. Well, we can talk about it. This is the idea, because me and Chris haven't talked about this yet, so we're mm-hmm. going to talk about it now. Brad is thinking that if we did a live event in Manhattan, you know, or... Boston, but I'm not going to Boston. So in Manhattan, um, at a comedy club, small comedy club, and uh, that people would come. And he wasn't even talking about you guys in the Dopey Nation. He thinks if we bill it as a showcase of drug stories, kind of like The Moth, but a showcase of drug stories, uh, and almost bill it as a, and this is where it gets kind of shady for you and me, as like an AA type experience for the uninitiated. Yeah. That people well, will come. I think I like actually Brad's review where people can voyeuristically dip their toes into somebody else's depravity. That was his exact Your words. brain always amazes me. Why? Because it seems like you're checked out and then you come with the share acronym or Brad's thing. It's just, it's amazing. You're a really special guy. Um, so what do you think? I think it's good. I'm nervous too, though, because it'll be all those people there. Like you, as you said in the beginning of this episode, like I couldn't even do it if somebody's in the next room. What if there's fucking a hundred faces looking at us? You could do it. I mean, I think it would be a different format. We'd tell our greatest hits, and we'd be speaking to the audience more than speaking to ourselves. No, we'd just be speaking to ourselves. No, we'd do both. I mean, I think yeah. your great strength is speaking to the audience. For in terms of like telling my story in a like H and I and like no, workshops. but you'll be able you'll be it's like you'll be shot at, it's like how about you with the tuxedo on in front of that room <laughs> yeah but you have no or as you would I say care. as they say in your county in front of that room <laughs> <laughs> when when you talk in front of the rooms you, you you always like really do it well and also one of your greatest strengths on dope you're fucking master storyteller. Masterful. <laughs> You're so much better at telling stories. No, no. I have stories. I no. can't tell them, though. No, it's not true. It's not true. I, I used to think that was true, but I've listened to a lot of Dopey, and I don't think that anymore. I really liked that guy's <clears throat> uh, voicemail we listened to. Daniel. Amazing. Daniel, it was really fucking good. It really brought and it the, back and home. And again, I keep wanting to harp this. I mean, sometimes I think we, I've, we've been missing some emails responding. We, we read 100% of emails. Sometimes we're doing things and we forget to respond, but we always read them at least. Um, yeah. This is a good problem to have. We were be- I mean, we're still begging for emails. We're know? begging for everything. We're begging for everything. <laughs> what do you think about the live event? I think it's good. I think that neither of us are going to do anything to make it happen. Well, what if I did something to make it happen? I'd show up if you did it on a Friday or Saturday night. I'd be there. And would you, Dopey Nation? Yeah, well, there's only a few hundred listeners in New York. <clears throat> well, in New York State. But so there's what if we set up City. the first American Dopey Convention? Where Millsy in New Zealand flew in. <laughs> Michael from New Zealand flew in. Or Millsy from Australia. Fucking Tina hitchhiked from Philly. The, the Kensington boys come up. What about the guy from Zambia? Who's Swati? That's not Swati. Swati's um, the girl from uh, California. California. You know Swati? She gave money to um, my sister's fundraiser. It's really cool. We need that patron button. Yeah. Um... No, but so, uh, Sepalong, Satati, if you can. Yeah, you shouldn't have said his name, that's more work. Just Sepalong. We always say his full name, don't we? I don't know. But imagine if all of the Dopey Nation converged, it's like Woodstock for Dopey, 
at the first ever Dopey Live event. Yeah. Wouldn't that be beautiful? It'd be great. What do you think? I think that's more of like a 2020 deal, but it would be awesome. I'm thinking... This is what I'm thinking. I think once I get my doctorate, it's going to just catapult this thing. <laughs> Summer 2017. Look for it. Summer 2017. But Dopey Nation, if you're interested, let us know if you'd come. Yeah. But Brad is certain that non-Dopey Nation people would want to come. I think so, too. I, I think I think we have our share. I mean, we've gotten a lot of emails from people who said no, they don't No, but they're problems. also in the Dopey Nation because they listen to Dopey. He's talking about... People oh, that don't randos. know anything about randos. this. But we could reserve the first three rows for the dopey true true. The dopey true true? Yeah. The true right. dopey nation. Uh, true true? Um, okay, yeah. I think that's good. You want to do it? Yeah. If you do everything, I'll, I'll show up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You have to split the cost. Or maybe we'll use the ad what money. What cost? Does to, it cost us? Well, it's a bet. You have to book the room. And then we'd keep the money that we'd make. We'd charge, like, whatever, $10 a head, $5 a head. Can't you just tell them, like, oh, we do this stupid podcast? What about, like, those open mics where they get a bunch of jabronis on, like, McDougal Street? Maybe like, we'll go there. Could, we could just do that. I know this woman who runs... Like, I feel like we could... We, I think that'd be a good thing to try, just to go in, you know, drunk people. Like, we'll just go up on the stage together, tell a couple stories, and see if we get some laughs and hone no, it. No, that's not. Because that's not dopey. Dopey is long. That shit is five minutes. Yeah, that is short. It would not work. It wouldn't be funny. Yeah. Maybe it would be funny, but it wouldn't be... It's not. That's not what it's supposed to be. We need a whole night. We're going to sit at a desk, and we're going to do Dopey. Right. Play some songs. We'll have some guests. Okay. Okay? Yeah. You want to do it? Yeah. You want to change... Also, if anyone in the Dopey Nation knows how to take an RSS feed and stream it on SoundCloud... And let Chris know how to do that. That would be great. Yeah. You're not interested in that? I don't know, man. And also, I, I, I have somebody is representing us to go to Vice. Because if you guys are interested, last episode, I was Chris called me a coward, was the word he used, Yeah. Uh, for not sending the email to Vice. But since that week, I sent the email to Vice. I heard back from them saying that they do not accept unsolicited proposals so I wrote back they were like dear user <laughs> we do not accept no 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 she wrote back she said we don't accept unsolicited proposals and at first I felt bad but then I said I'm going to use this as an opportunity so I wrote back how do I become solicited yeah and she responded and what she said she said you need an agent or a production company to represent you so I contacted a production company that I'm loosely affiliated with and he said he was going to go to his agent for us on Friday why didn't you tell me this this is news I figured I'd save it for the show I tell you everything you didn't tell me this you don't like to hear about stuff that's not happening yeah All right, that's it for the episode though this one's done you have nothing else to add no that's it drop us a review on iTunes I love that we've been getting iTunes reviews so who loves it I like it well we like it well who likes it more I like it more so and Dopey Nation does and like check us out on Instagram. We post regularly on Instagram. It's the only social media we kind of use. The Twitter is just Twitter's sad. nothing. Twitter is non-existent. Facebook. Twitter is Facebook just occasionally. Well, you know what we didn't we talk about the messages on Facebook probably quicker than emails because they're usually short. Yeah. You know what we didn't talk about is what happened to Artie Lang. Oh yeah, next episode. All right, Dopey Nation, stay strong. Stay strong and toodle. You know, it doesn't have to happen like that. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good, so bad. Bad desires, all I ever had. And I wanna take a ride up in the sky. Watch this airplane just pass me by. And I wanna see a Lear jetliner take a dive, just to show all of these people what it means to be alive. But I wanna be Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad I wanna be good, so bad Bad desire's all I ever had And my 
shadows get smaller and smaller And it's time to where I stand Shadows getting smaller and smaller And it's time to where I stand And I wonder would they pay it any mind When I leave this busted city far behind I'll take the high road however far it winds Because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find And I want to be good so bad want to be good so bad, so bad I want to be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had Damn it, all these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had it's all I ever had, and these suckers make me mad, and I want to call my dad, and it's all I ever had, it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had, and these suckers make me mad, and it's all I ever had, and I want to call my 